welcome to Major League Wrestling, along with Rich Bokini on Tony Schiavone. Hey, yo, guys. It's your boy, RJ Brooklyn Savage, and I'm here with an MOW Fusion review for November the 18th of 2020. And this is the restart. And, man, I'm just excited, man. I love MOW so much. Um, me and my friend Matt, we were just at his house trying to look for random wrestling to watch one day on YouTube. And we stumbled upon MLW and we watched all the episodes um, from when they first started Fusion back in 2018 until um, to present time, you know. So, like, MLW has been, like, a big piece of our, like, wrestling watch for the last, like, two years. So, it's definitely... Um, one of the better promotions because it's, it's just a quick and easy hour of wrestling to get through. They tell stories. They have their matches. And it's in and out, you know what I'm saying? And it and it leaves you wanting more. And, uh, and, and I like that feeling a whole lot. Whereas Raw and SmackDown, sometimes NXT, sometimes Dynamite, you're just like, okay, can this hurry up and wrap up? But here, you know, you really don't get that feeling at all because it's just an easy watch. Uh, so to start off the show, we got a cold open, pretty much showing and recapping all the events with Contra Unit taking over, uh, MLW season and everything, and up until the point of the MLW roster coming and reclaiming MLW from Contra's clutches, and man, that's just, that's really really a strong way to put a lot of the, the top guys over, like Los Parks and Justice, uh, a lot of your main characters, uh, the Dynasty, and um, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a great way to put those guys, Devon Eriks, Low Key, um, so yeah, it was definitely good to see that video package again, it was pretty cool seeing all the all the guys, whether they heal a babyface band up together to vanquish the evil power of Contra Unit there. Then uh, our first contest is Alexander Hammerstone, the the national open weight champion of MLW, who for my money is one of the best big men wrestlers out there today. I mean, he doesn't do anything that's too crazy or too wicked. He's not one of these guys that that tries to do too much. He just does enough, and what he does is very impressive. And I just I just like the dude, man. I like him so much. And, I mean, the confidence and the swagger that he has, too. And it's just, um, he's just a superstar. Like, you would have to be odd. You have to be an odd human being as far as wrestling fans go if you don't think that this guy it could be money. I'm just sorry. Like, he's money. And uh, he just squashed this one scrub. I mean, he deadass just gave this man a clothesline and then picked him up, carried him around the ring for a good bit before just sealing a deal with a, Nightmare Pendulum, which is a unique and great finisher, uh, in my opinion, as well. And then we got a Leo Rush vignette promoting his arrival in MLW coming up soon. And that leads us to our next contest, Myron Reed of Injustice, uh, accompanied to the ring uh, by Jordan Oliver, uh, defending the MLW Middleweight Championship against Brian Pillman Jr. And I was looking forward to this match, but I got to be honest. And here, here's the thing, you know, 
People call me a fanboy of certain things, but that couldn't be the furthest thing for the truth because if I feel like something didn't click or something wasn't good, even if I do, even if I do like a certain thing, I'm going to, I'm going to call it out. I got, I got to tell the truth. This match didn't flow very well for me. It, it wasn't very... I don't know. It felt like it was phoned in. Like, sure, Myron Reed was hitting hitting his spots and everything like that, right? But Brian Pillman Jr., I don't know, man. It just felt like he was kind of phoning it in a little bit. You know, it, just, it just didn't work. It just didn't work for me. Myron Reed hits uh, Brian Pillman Jr. eventually with a... Uh, belly to back pile driver. Uh, you know, Sheamus's old move. We used to call it white noise or whatever. Um, yeah, and he just he just pinned him for the one, two, three. It was very uneventful. And after that, Myron Reed calls out Leo Rush. And so there we go. Myron Reed and Leo Rush. Two guys I actually want to see uh, fight for the middleweight championship. And I think it's going to be pretty good because... I mean Leo Rush. I mean, my God, I don't care what you, I don't care what you have to say about Leo Rush. Yeah, we know the guy supposedly has a bad attitude, and I say supposedly has a bad attitude. But the guy is talented in the ring where it matters. And Myron Reed, is, he's got the goods too, man. So it's gonna be a, that's gonna be a great match. And uh, I I can't wait for it. Then my boys, Lost Parks, they pretty much cut a promo and you know with subtitles. Pretty much saying that they want Golden MLW. And, you know, L.A. Park, when he was coming in, and me and Matt was joking around with it last year. When he was coming in and he was smashing guys left and right, he's beating Pentagon. He was beating all these younger guys. I'm like, wait wait a minute. Why are they bringing in L.A. Park, a guy who's probably like, what, in his 40s or 50s? And have him smash all the young guys over and over again. But as I started to... As he started to do more like character work, like like more promos and stuff like that, and then the way they were building him up, I'm like, you know what? I don't mind this. I don't mind an L.A. Park push. Do I necessarily want him to beat like Jacob Fatu? No, not really. But I kind of do want to see him with some championship gold, you know, because he's definitely one of the highlights of MLW for me personally. And then Joseph Samael and uh, Jacob Fatu pretty much uh, cut, you know, their normal promo package. Uh, promoting violence, <laughs> saying that Jekyll Fatu will uh, break the bulldog over and uh, you know again, and Selena De La Renta, We found out that her manager's license and her promoter's license has been revoked due to her being outed for pretty much being contra units inside women, uh, giving them access to the buildings, to camera crews, to production, and all that other stuff. She's pretty much the inside woman for contra. Uh, unwillingly, and um, yeah, <laughs> that's uh, tough. Uh, Selena De La Renta is one of the highlights of the show too. So I wonder, I, I'm interested to in see where they go with this storyline in particular. Uh, is she going to join Contra Unit? Is she going to do her own thing eventually? Uh, you know, I'm asking questions because I'm very interested. So can't wait for see what happens there. Then they announced the Opera Cup. Uh, this year's participants are Filthy Tom Lawler, Rocky Romero of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling thing, my boy Lowkey, uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr., Laredo Kid, who is uh, 
a very, very talented luchador and used to be Angel Garza's old partner. Uh, ACH, who is very good. And I'm interested to see how ACH bounces back, you know, because he had his retirement last year and he, he had to work on some issues and stuff like that. And I'm interested to see how much that he really bought, bounces back and if he can really kill this here. Because ACH is a good talent, man. I always... I've been rocking with ACH ever since, what, 2012? So I want to see him do good. And then Richard Holiday and TJP. So those are the participants of the Opera Cup this year. Early prediction, based off this lineup, I would give it to Tom Lawler, honestly. I think I think he might win it. I think he's going to get it. Uh, and I wouldn't mind at all. They made that promo with uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. He's just cutting a promo, telling a couple of stories and how it's his destiny to be the world champion. Nothing too captivating. Uh, and Richard Holiday promoting his coffee. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. He, he's he got layers to his character. That's what I like. Then we get a, a, a vignette tease of Calvin Tankman's arrival next week. Richard Holiday, he cuts a promo and apparently he's stuck overseas thanks to Alicia Toot. So... <laughs> <laughs> They're keeping the Alicia Toot and Richard Holiday beef going on still. Then the Von Erics, uh, pretty much training and, and talking to their father. I love the Von Erics, man. Uh, Marshall Von Eric, Rosh Von Eric. You know those are those are good dudes, man. Like they're a really good team. And those those are two guys that could be like utility players too. Like you can use them for singles, tag, whatever. And those guys that make it work. They're, they're such cool dudes, man. I love the Von Eriks. Then we have the main event, the championship match between Jacob Fatu and David Boy Smith Jr. Um, no Joseph Samael, which was a surprise. Really good, really good heavyweight championship match for heavyweight wrestlers' standards. Like, there was no flips and tricks. You're not going to get any of that with any of these guys. Uh, maybe Fatu, you know, he's going to hit moonsaults, but, like, you're not going to get that from Davey Boy. He's a smash mouth, you know, hit, you know, heavy hitter. And that's what this was. This was a, it was a stiff fight between these two. Uh, Jacob Fatu is pretty much working on the back the whole entire time to soften Davey Boy up for, you know, of course, the, the big double jump moonsault. And that's exactly what happened. He, he caught him with the double jump moonsault, uh, after, uh, Davey Boy, <laughs> Went for uh, a power slam attempt off the off the second rope, and uh, his back just gave out on him. Fatu super kicked it, and it was all downhill from there. And he hit the double jump moonsault, one two three to retain the championship. It was pretty quick and uneventful, uh, in a sense where like damn, like he kind of expected more, or maybe it was the lack of the emotion of a crowd. But it just kind of felt like damn, like it's it's really over. Uh, there's been rumors that Davy Boy Smith Jr. has been looked at by WWE, Impact, and AEW. They all have interest in bringing him in, so I wonder if his time in MLW is winding down, uh, along with Brian Pillman Jr. as well. Um, I think those guys are going to be on their way out, so it kind of made sense that both of them lost their title matches here, if that's the case. And then afterwards, <laughs> Jacob Fatu gets on the mic, and he... Jacob Fatu's awesome, man. He's like, he's got that Roman Reigns Uso factor. Like, they talk to you, like, us from the streets are just normal people. 
like we definitely can feel and resonate with what Jacob Fatu, Jay Uso, and Roman Reigns are talking about. And Jacob Fatu just calls Hammerstone a bitch ass. <laughs> He's like, man, like you, you want it? Like we got something for your bitch ass. Hammer comes down to the ring, and the the Death Squad of Contra Unit tries to sneak attack him. Hammerstone bitch slaps one's mask so he bitch slaps one so hard his mask went flying into the ring. And then next thing you know, this big giant guy who is dubbed as the, the Black Hand of Contra, which to MLW's credit, now that I think about it further and further, they have mentioned that there was a guy who was the Black Hand of Contra. They've been dropping that ever since like the beginning of the, the vignettes of Contra. So it makes sense and they, they're finding ways to tie it in. But I'm pretty sure that was Logan Creed behind that mask. I mean, the tattoos, the bald head, the... The physique, I mean, it was definitely Logan Creed, which would have been all right, but it, we've seen the, I don't know, I, I, I don't know, I, I, I don't want to complain, but I just don't see anything in that guy, he just screams generic big man to me, but maybe him being behind a mask is exactly what he needs, but he beats down Hammer, he, he hits him in the back with the chair, um, beats him down, and then he grabs him, gives him a choke slam on the apron, um, so the Contra unit has another member. He's the black hand of Contra. I was trying to see what it said on the Titan Tron. It said mad something, but the other word was like very distorted. So I couldn't really read it. I tried to freeze frame it a couple of times. I just couldn't, couldn't catch what it said, but that's Logan Creed underneath that mask. I don't care what nobody says that head. I mean, that tan, that skin color, the tattoos, the physique, it matches up. And plus, Logan Creed was watching Contra Unit on the big, um, on the monitor. They was teasing it on, uh, Pulp Fusion videos a few times that this mysterious figure was watching Contra. And it all makes sense. But the thing about it is that Logan Creed was a character on the show. <laughs> he was a character on the show beforehand. Like, Hammerstone bought, he was like a big gift to the dynasty. Like, he was supposed to be like that big, like, heavy until you know that went sour and he turned on him and stuff like that uh due to um Mance Warner getting into his head and stuff like that and being cool with him and actually being nice to him and stuff like that so him being a black hand of Contra out of nowhere kind of just seems odd but as far as the context of the character itself it 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 was a long time coming because they have teased it so I'm looking forward to seeing, obviously, Hammer and Fatu go at it because that's a match I've been screaming for for a while now. But as far as what they do with the rest of the members of the Contra unit, because they were all missing here, uh, no Sammy Gotch, no Akira Kwan, no Joseph Samael, I wonder what roles those guys are going to play moving forward for Contra unit. Because I, I like the Contra unit. Contra unit is a very cool, underrated, stable, and professional wrestling right now. And I'm not a big fan of Simon Gotch. I don't like Simon Gotch at all. In fact, the cool Kwan is nice. Um, and Joseph Samael is a great promo. And he's a he's a good wrestler too. Very old school vibe to him. And Jacob Fatu is a monster. So I like all those guys except for, you know, Gotch. But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how a lot of different stories take and play out here. Team Filthy, I want to see where they go with that. Uh, with 
obviously with them adding Kevin Koo and Eric Stevens' uh, apparent retirement. So I guess we're going to have to see what happens there, man. I, I just I hope that MLW can really catch a, a lot of people's eyes, you know, that they're, they're doing the product pretty much like Ring of Honor without a crowd and everything like that. And not having a crowd sometimes, that can hurt a little bit, you know. It, it hurt for WrestleMania. It hurt for a lot of different things. A lot of moments that just required noise to it, you know. But I don't know. I guess we're just going to have to see what happens. And MLW, man, I'm so happy they're back. Another alternative to AW and NXT, and I just I just love it, man. The characters feel different; they feel fresh. There's a lot of badasses on this show, and everybody just feels special. And even even guys that, in my opinion, are like very green, like MLW. Court Bauer does a good job of. He's like Heyman in a sense where Heyman would, you know, he would focus on the positives and he'll hide the negatives, and that's exactly what. He'll do, you know. That's exactly what what Court Bauer does too, and like I just I just enjoy it. I just enjoy it, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, to any MLW fans out there, any fellow MLW fans out there, let me know what you guys thought about the show. I definitely thought that it was a nice, quick, easy show to get through. It was very good. Uh, I enjoyed it. Like I said, highlights was the was the main event. Uh, and, and the confrontation between Hammer and Fatu, because that's something I've been begging for for a while. And uh, Low Light had to be that, that middleweight championship match. That was, that was I don't know. Those guys were not clicking, and it was not good, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend like it was either. And I like both guys. Like, I got high hopes for Brian Pillman Jr., and I got high hopes for Myron Reed too, but that match just didn't click for me, man. And it's a shame. Like I said, I like both guys. But uh, let me know what you guys thought about the show. Let me know what you guys think about the review. And it's your boy, RJ the Brooklyn Savage, and I'm out. Bokini, I'm Tony Schiavone. 